coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. You know what, Matt? That's the other secret sauce that I have. I learned that resistance training is such a benefit. Mm -hmm. It not only helped my body get back to where, because all my muscles were still so strong. And when you are going through pregnancy, there's a hormone in your body called relaxin that relaxes all your joints and tendons and things so that it's easier for you to give birth. And afterward, the relaxin goes away. But a lot of women, if they have not strength trained, if they haven't done resistance training through their pregnancy, Mm -hmm. they have no muscle tone left. They have no strength left. And that's, you know, think of those, you've you've seen those pictures of like those skeleton people that are just covered with muscle. Yeah. Okay. If you let that go and you didn't work any of those muscles for nine months, what would that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So I worked all those muscles for nine months. So my core was already tight. My back was already strong. My legs were already strong. So I was able to kind of, my body was able to, it had the memory to go right back to where it needed to go. And it had the strength to do it. Not only that, but resistance training also balanced my hormones. I did not have any postpartum issues. Welcome to the show, I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Jane Wenning, who is the founder and health mentor and coach at Four Pillars Health. Jane and I had a lot of fun talking about how she has used health and fitness to not only transform her her body, her body physically, but also her mental state. She talks about some challenges that she had early on in life. We talk about how she was able to, to fit back into her pre-pregnancy clothes within just a few days of having uh, a child. We talk about how she's competed in different bodybuilding and body sculpting competitions and the the process and the method that she went through to be able to uh, put herself into those those peak types of uh, conditions but but more than that we also talk about her four pillar program and what people can expect as they progress through each one of those pillars what's involved in each one of those pillars Really, really a, a great conversation. We we dive deep in a lot of different topics. Again, you know, mindset is in there, bodybuilding, body sculpting, biohacking. We talk about some of the tools and things that are used, you know, throughout that process. So if you're struggling to, to lose weight or to get in shape, if you're if you think that maybe your energy levels are a little bit low, uh, if you feel like, you know, maybe even there's there's some some mental things that you feel that getting back into shape or getting into shape can help with, uh, this is gonna be an episode that you're not gonna to wanna to miss. Again, we, we touch on a lot of those different subjects. So with all of that, I hope you enjoy Jane on today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. 
okay, chaotic might be like the best word to describe it. Because uh-huh. I have seven brothers and a sister. And we all sat around a very small oh, kitchen table. I was expecting to hear big table there, man. No, wow. <laughs> it, it was really pretty small. We kind of almost sat on top of each other. And we all had a special order that we had to sit in around the table. But I grew up on a farm. So okay. our dinner table was always heavy on the protein. There was always bread and butter and potatoes at every meal and then a vegetable and a salad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was interesting because I see the amount of food that people eat right now. Mm-hmm. And again, there are eight boys, my dad being one of them in our family. And I mean, we did not go through nearly the amount of food that some families with a fewer people are yeah. going through. So. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Right. I mean, just different, different, different times. So yeah. the, 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 the order around the table, was there any like youngest to oldest pecking order? Like what, how, how did that all work out? Do you, no. do you remember? No, I mean, I, I can picture it in my head. My, my dad was over kind of on the left-hand side. I don't know why he was kind of on the left-hand corner of the table, but then I had two brothers that sat next to him. So my brother, Phil, my brother, Andy, then my brother, Tom, and then my brother, Pat, and then my sister, Kathy, and my brother, Mike, and then Bob, my youngest brother, he was in a high chair that was pulled as close to the table as we could get him. Mm-hmm. And let's see, who am I missing? And then there was space for me and my mom. And, and we had the open corner of the table, if you mm-hmm. will, so that we could get the milk or get this thing, or I need this, or I need that. So that's kind of how our pecking order was yeah, around the table. And yeah. Very cool. And, and were you the oldest? No, or... I'm not the oldest. I'm number four. I'm oh, the okay. oldest girl. I'm the okay. oldest girl. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And, and were you ever exposed to, well, obviously you, you lived on a farm. Were, were your parents farmers then? Yeah, my dad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so there was the element of entrepreneurialism there because oh. you know, obviously, you know, you got to be pretty driven and, and uh, you know, make time work for you when, when there's so much to do on the farm like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I can, I, I can imagine that that that's probably where you got a lot of your entrepreneurial drive from. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All, in fact, there's only one person out of the nine children that has a job that is non-entrepreneurial. Oh, wow. The rest of us are all entrepreneurs. Oh, that's cool. That's very, yeah. very cool. And, and obviously, so w- what types of fields are they all in? I mean, is it, is it similar? Is it sort of across the board? No, it's all similar. Actually, seven, six of my, uh, of my brothers own a company together where they recycle wood products and create bedding for livestock. Oh, wow. And then they also have part of their campuses dedicated to metal recycling. So they're a very green industry. They do okay. met, they do wood, metal, and then they're seeking out other green endeavors too. Yeah. So yeah. That's really cool. Very, very cool. So so when did you start getting the itch or getting the bug to to create your own thing? Start start and they, this could even we've we've have a lot of people that you know, they were selling candy or, or, you know, lemonade or, you know, things very, very young. And obviously that, you know, kind of kept on going. Did you have any of those types of things when you were growing up or did it not hit until later? You know what, actually I was in the Girl Scouts and selling cookies. Mm -hmm. The first no that I got, I went to my grandma's house and she bought all my cookies. (laughs) I can tell you I'm not very good at sales, (laughs) but my journey started when I was 11 and I was body shamed. And that sent me into a depression for 10 years. 
Wow. Isolation. I, you know, I tried every fad diet out there. I, I remember buying diet pills with my babysitting money. Mm-hmm. I didn't like who I was. It, it was just a very difficult time. And then in college, I kind of had this epiphany. I was working as an athletic trainer. So I was working with the athletes. And then I was also going to school for a degree in clinical laboratory science. So I was learning all about the inner workings of the body while I was watching the outer works of the body unfold with these athletes. And I thought, wow, if I bring these together, if I bring these two worlds together, maybe I can create a wellness plan for myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I did is I, I put together a wellness plan for myself and it completely transformed my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. after that, once I graduated from college and then I, for a short time, I was working um, in the medical industry and then I started staying home and having our family and I was able to get work through my pregnancies and lose the pregnancy weight. And I had a lot of moms asking me, can you help me? Can you help mm-hmm. me? Can mm-hmm. you help me? So that's that's kind of where my journey started as I was helping other moms from school kind of lose their baby weight and get healthy and put movement Mm -hmm. in their day. And then from there, it just, it really morphed once I, once I watched my parents age and they didn't age, they decayed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad had been active his whole life and then he got Parkinson's Oh yeah, and he had to slow down. And then when he slowed down, it was, wow, it was just really sad to watch how that disease mm-hmm. can take over a person's body. So I worked with my parents through their last years of their life, trying to keep them as healthy as possible. But both of them passed away in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then my husband said, okay, you've raised our family. You took care of your parents. Now it's time for you to, to run with your passion. So that's, yeah. when, that's when I really started taking off with Four Pillars. Oh, I love it. I love it. And sorry to hear about your parents. It's uh, never, never easy. I, I lost my dad, actually. My mom, fortunately, is still alive, but I lost my dad when I was 16. He, he drowned. So, you know, unexpected, but, um, you know, it, it kind of, you know, you, you, you mentioned your, your story about how you were shamed when you were, you know, when you were younger and that carried with you for, for a good number of years. Growing up, I was always the, the person, I didn't have very many friends. I was always worried what people thought about me you know, do they like me? Are they talking about me? You know, I can remember staying in front of my closet and, and seeing like the clothes. And I'd say like, well, last, last good day that I had, I was wearing that shirt. So I wear that shirt to maybe I'll have another good day today. Right. And, uh, and after my dad passed away, I was like, you know what, screw it. It doesn't matter what people, you know, think about you. So it really, you know, it was kind of a freeing moment. So I do anything to have my dad back, but, you know, looking back that absolutely changed my life for the better and, you know, completely changed my, my outlook and my perspective on my own life. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting how you, you, you gravitate and you, you draw that inspiration or that strength from those, you know, from those, those different situations, with your your program that you created for yourself, was there was there any type of like I guess a, a baseline learning? You know, you said you you took sort of both elements from both sides. Was there was there a kind of a breakthrough? I guess you can say, oh, you know, this was sort of the missing element that you know I need to to bring these things together. Like, is there is there like a um, I don't want to say a secret, but like sort of the biggest step that allows for the biggest transformation at all would you say I I had a couple of them so the first one was after I had my first child well no you know I think I had my second baby at that point too 
I was responsible. I wasn't working out of the home at that time, but I was doing, I was taking care of our investment properties. And so I was responsible for all of our investment funds and for our household funds. And I thought that, you know, I had everything down and things were going really good. And my husband called me one day and said, hey, and and by the way, he is also an entrepreneur. He owns his own company. Uh, And he called me and said, hey, one of my paychecks from a couple months ago hasn't gotten deposited yet. Can you follow up on that? And I'm like, sure, you know, must be right here in my desk. Six hours later, searching frantically for that paycheck, because I didn't want to call him and say, God, I can't find it. Can you have them reissue you a new one? Yeah. I found it in a briefcase that I hadn't used in years. Really? And I thought, why in the world would I put it there? What's going through my mind? Am I losing my mind? You know, and then I, I went back and I looked, I thought, what is the missing piece here? Because my, my nutrition is on point and I put movement into every day. So what is the missing piece here? And it was recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I was doing was because my plate was so full, when I would go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, because that's, you know, when my husband was going to bed. So he's like, come on, aren't you going to bed? And So I would drink like two big glasses of water so that I knew three or four hours later, I would have to get up and use the bathroom. And when I did, then I could sneak out of bed, down to my office and start working. Yeah. So I would be in bed from 10 o'clock at night until maybe about 1, 1 1.32 in the morning. Yeah. And then I'd be up and I could get so much done in my office. But what I realized is that the lack of sleep. Yeah was causing the, the mental dysfunction in my mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a, a turning moment for me. And after that, I started researching sleep and how important it was. And one of the things that I found was, okay, so if I had to tell you this, Matt, if I had to say, hey, I have a pill that will help you lose weight, help you reduce the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's that will help you reduce the risk of heart disease, reduce the risk of diabetes, and it will make you look younger and feel sexier. Would you want that pill? Well, of course. Yeah. Yep. You have that pill. Mm -hmm. That's called your pillow. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And, And you know what? If you use that pillow, if you use it for more than seven hours every night, Mm-hmm. then those are the advantages that you have for your health. Yeah, I, I love it. And I, I used to have the exact same mentality where I wouldn't necessarily do things to sneak out to, to go and work, but I'd, I'd you know, be up until one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, trying to get as much done as I could. I felt like I didn't need sleep or anything like that. And there wasn't any, like, any true realization, but it was just learning more about, you know, how people respond, react, and realizing how important sleep is. And I, again, that's one of the first things that, you know, entrepreneurial sort of wear as a badge of honor on their sleeve, yes. right? I don't need yes. sleep. That's not for me. I can, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I can, you know, I can keep on going and going and going. And yep. Yep. Um, I, I, I know that that's absolutely not true. I actually wear and wear a ring now. I'm not, have you, do you, oh, you got one too? Uh, excellent. Yeah. Yep. yep. I sure so, do. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, uh, you know, a great way to be able to, to just measure how you're doing. And, and you know, you know what I think it is because I play hard every day mm-hmm. 
and I work hard every day, I need to make sure that I'm recovering every day. And yeah. sometimes I can't change my workload, but when I get up in the morning and my my app on my phone from my Aura Ring tells me, well, something, you didn't really get the recovery that you needed or your, your heart rate variability is a little bit off. You might want to consider, I still get movement in my day, but I dial it back because yeah. I know that I can't change my work piece. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm still going to have to deal with my to-do list. So something's got to give there. So then I kind of dial my my movement piece back. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And do you find like uh, I was I was skiing in Utah last weekend, and you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Aura Rings like take it easy today, take it easy today. And obviously, you know I'm out skiing, so not going to take it easy. But this entire week, I've I have like I felt like I'm not you know I'm not recovered, so I'm kind of looking forward to this weekend to be able to you know, just take a little bit more time and, you know, not work quite as much and just, just try to relax a little bit more. But do you, do you find like there's certain activities that, you know, really drain you, whether that be based on the Ur ring or, you know, even, you know, just how you feel in general that, that, you know, there are certain things that, you know, afterwards, I'm going to have to take a couple of days to, you know, take it easy and relax a little bit. You know, I don't specifically have anything. I try and keep a balance between my uh, the, the big stresses on my body, which are my physical stresses and the things that I, the choices that I make with movement, and then my emotional stresses, the people that I, I come in contact with, and then my work stuff. Those are the things that create the biggest stresses for me. And I try and keep a, a pretty good, I don't know, balance is the hard, is a hard word because this yeah. is what a balance looks like, right? It's never, it's more like a teeter-totter. Yeah. But I had one point in my life where I would, I wasn't wearing an aura ring. They didn't have the aura rings then, but I would take my heart rate variability every day. Mm -hmm. And this was like five or six years ago. And uh, I'd get up in the morning and I'd have my chest strap on and I'd take my heart rate variability and it would be in the yellow. And it was telling me, okay, you know, you, on the sympathetic side, you're really stressed out and, you know, you should take it easy and relax and whatever. And I'd go, I'll show you. And I'd go and crush a CrossFit workout. Yeah. Yeah. The next day I'd come back and it would be screaming at me in yellow again. And it did that for a couple of weeks. And then I tore my rotator cuff. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I had to take a break and I keep thinking, was, was my body trying to tell me something? Yeah you know, and, and I didn't pay attention. So now I pay attention. Yeah. So when my aura ring tells me, Hey, you need to back off today. I listen. Yeah. 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 It, interesting. And you, you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, your movement that you choose to, to do what, what types of movements are you, are you doing like, you know, is it always CrossFit or is it more like, have you, have you adopted some other types of, of philosophies and, and that? I, I don't want to say I gave up my CrossFit. I chose not to go back into the CrossFit gym yeah. because I'm super competitive and I was competing against other women that were half my age. And I was competing against some men mm -hmm. because my favorite moves are deadlifts and squats. Yeah. And so I, I, I can hold my own in those two it. movements. Yeah. <laughs> and I just realized that, boy, that was, that was not a good place for me to go. Mm -hmm. because I was setting myself up for injury. So we have a, a gym at home and I work out at home. I put together my own CrossFit type of a, a workout. I've also done bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. 
So the front half of my workout is lifting, dedicated more to the bodybuilding style where I lift heavy. I don't do tons and tons of reps, but I lift heavy. And then the last part of my workout is more of the Metcons. So the metabolic conditioning things. Mm-hmm. And I do that three days a week. And then I, um, I cycle, I road cycle with my husband uh, three cool. days a week. I get in anywhere between 125, maybe and 150 miles a week. Wow. And wow. then I try and take one day for recovery and we usually golf that day. Oh, that's very cool. That's very, very cool. So, so who are your, I don't want to say mentor. I mean, if you have a mentor, that's great or inspirations, you know, people that you've learned from, or is this, has this all sort of been, you know, yourself putting these, you know, putting these pieces together through trial and error over the years? No, not all of it has been my own intuition. I did work when I got pregnant with my third baby or wanted to get pregnant with my third baby. I didn't, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't end up with a mom body. Mm-hmm. So I was working out at, at a, just a workout facility a couple times a week. And I approached one of the trainers there, you know, you kind of scope them out and you see, you know, who looks like they're the most fit. And do you think they, yeah. you kind of watch what they do for other people. And so the guy that I worked with, his name was Aaron Callister and he was a Mr. Minnesota oh, wow. for okay. a number of years. He's a natural athlete. And he took me, he said, okay, what are your goals? And I said, I need a healthy pregnancy because both of my other pregnancies, while I had healthy babies and I was able to kind of get down to my, my pre-pregnancy weight, I was on bed rest with both of my babies, my first two babies. And so with my third one, I'm like, you know what? I I don't want to do that. I don't have time to do the bed rest thing because I have two other kids to take care of. So I need you to, to get me through this pregnancy as healthy as possible. And he taught me a lot of things. That's when I started wearing a heart rate monitor. And every time my heart rate monitor would go over like 130 beats and I'd be squatting. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've been involved in the multifamily real estate realm for a while. It's something that I truly, truly enjoy. And I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling it the MultiWiser Deal Room. It's a community of individuals just like you who want to get wise about multifamily real estate investing, developing, and even owning and managing your own complexes. You'll be able to network with people from all sections of the industry, from investors looking for deals, project managers looking for investors, real estate brokers, property management agencies, contractors, remodeling experts, finance gurus, you name it, we're going to have it in the network. I've been at this for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one of these projects happen. And the MultiWiser Deal Room is my attempt to shorten your learning curve and get you plugged into leading experts fast who can help you close your own deals. We start off with a video glossary of over 150 commonly used terms to increase your understanding and help you get moving. Also included in the community are training videos to help you be successful, like how to put together a pitch deck, build a team, and so much more. We're going to have live interactive Zoom calls where you can ask your questions and learn from people who are actually out there in the industry doing it. For more information, go to multiwiser.com. And he would say, okay, you got to sit down. You're taking, you're taking some blood away from the baby. You need to sit down. And when you can get that down to around 100, then we'll start again. So he really taught me a lot of things. And then after I had my youngest, my third child, he asked me, he says, okay. And plus on top of that, I was back in my 
regular clothes four days after wow. I had baby because wow. that was our anniversary. Yeah. And I was all bummed out. And I said to my husband, I don't know what I'm going to wear. And I'm, you know, normal post-pregnancy thing. And he goes, yeah. well, just put on your regular clothes and, you know, just, you know, and then have your, just keep your shirt on top. Yeah. I put on my regular clothes and I tucked in my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. When I went to dinner that night with the baby, the woman asked me who the baby belonged to. Oh no. <laughs> so he would be mine. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That is funny. And uh, so Aaron brought me through and then he asked me, he said, now what's your next goal? This was your goal. What's your next goal? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have one. So he suggested that I should do bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it for a little bit and I thought, you know what, why not? So I did. I competed in my first competition. I took the short category, which I'm only five. I like to say five one. My husband will correct me on that. But yeah. so I, I took my class and I took overall. Wow. And wow. Uh, yeah, I was, it was interesting. And I competed, I think for two or three years. And then I took a break because it got to be a lot. Not yeah. with the workouts, but mostly with the food, because he taught me a lot of things about food yeah. and how to really dial in my body composition, changing my macros. And then when my youngest one was about 17, he came to me and said, you know what, I'd like to do a men's physique competition. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I got just the guy for you. So I called Aaron and, and my son, Zachary worked with Aaron and Zachary won his teen division. Mm-hmm. But then when he did that competition, I thought, well, if I'm going to be food prepping for you, I might as well food prep for myself. Yeah. So we both competed that year That's in, very cool. uh, in the competition. That is very, very cool. There's, there's so many things to go back on and, and, and question there. So number one, you, know, you mentioned you're able to, to you know, fit into your, your post or pre-pregnancy clothes four days afterwards. Yeah. Is that, is that, would you say that that was attributed because you you had this routine that you were doing throughout the entire process or was your body so in tuned to you know being in that that shape that you know it 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 wanted to get back to that you know as quickly as quickly as possible you know what Matt that's the other secret sauce that I have I learned that resistance training is such a benefit mm-hmm. it not only helped my body get back to where because all my muscles were still so strong. And when you are going through pregnancy, there's a hormone in your body called relaxin that relaxes all your joints and tendons and things so that it's easier for you to give birth. And afterward, the relaxin goes away. But a lot of women, if they have not strength trained, if they haven't done resistance training through their pregnancy, Mm -hmm. they have no muscle tone left. They have no strength left. And that's you know, think of those, you've, you've seen those pictures of like those skeleton people that are yeah. just covered with muscle. Yeah. Okay. If you let that go and you didn't work any of those muscles for nine months, what would that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So I worked all those muscles for nine months. So my core was already tight. My back was already strong. My legs were already strong. So I was able to you know, kind of, my body was able to it had the memory to go right back to where it needed to go. And it had the strength to do it. Not only that, but resistance training also balanced my hormones. I did not have any postpartum issues Wow. with where my other two kids, I remember weeks after they were born, just thinking, what am I doing and walking around in a fog? And, you know, it wasn't the new mom thing with my youngest one. I, yeah. I was 
out in public two days later and people were like, wow, when did you have the baby? And I'm like, oh yeah, he's two days old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, I can't believe it. I mean, I had my schedule down, my brain was dialed in, my hormones were dialed in. It was a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned he helped you train with your macros and everything. So you understood everything that was going on in your body. What, what types of tools did you need to, to have to be able to measure all of that? I mean, obviously, you know, what, what's going in is, is one thing and measuring all of that and understanding what this is going to do to your body. But did you, were you were like, you know, doing blood work or anything like that? Were there any tools that you're using to measure yourself with? So you knew, you know, where things stood? So the only two things that I used was a food scale and a bathroom scale. Okay. So I would weigh out the amount of protein and the grams of carbohydrates that I was eating. Okay. So if he wanted me to have, and this is going to sound like a lot, because again, remember, I'm only five feet tall, but I would have 170 grams of protein a day. Yep. And so when you think about it, there's four calories per gram of meat. So like a chicken breast might weigh four ounces, Yep. but that's about 20 to 25 grams of protein. Yeah. And so I would weigh out my protein. And then there were some things like if I needed to get 50 grams of carbohydrates that day, I knew just how many ounces or how many grams of sweet potato I needed to weigh out to Mm -hmm. get me to 50. Mm -hmm. And I would put that in a nice little bowl and I would say, okay, at this meal, because I would eat maybe six or eight times a day. Okay. And I would say, okay, at this time of the day, and I'd have to have all of my carbs done by like one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So once my little bowl was empty at one o'clock, sad, I don't get any carbs until the next day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. So would you say that you, was it mostly carnivore that, you know, more carnivore than, you know, carbohydrates? Obviously you you said that you were sort of, you know, restricting your, your carb intake and was there an element of fat that you were also making sure that you were getting a certain amount of fat, you know, in there? as well. And, and how did you measure the fat? You know, obviously chicken's very, very lean. So right. um, how did you, how did you know, you know, is it, is it just by, you know, however many grams of meat it is, and if it's beef or chicken or whatever, you would know how many grams of fat you're getting as well. Exactly. So if it was beef or chicken, I'm, I ate uh, beef every couple days because beef has got so many, many good things in it for you, yeah. but I ate the leanest cuts of beef that I could get. Okay. And I would measure, or I knew the amount of fat that was in four ounces of beef or four ounces of chicken. And then if I knew that that particular day, because I would have a different, as I moved through this process, every day was different with the amount of carbohydrate and the amount of fat that I could get in. My protein stayed pretty constant, but my fats and my carbohydrates went up and down. Mm -hmm. And so there were some days that were a loading day. And for me, a loading day would be maybe 150 grams of carbohydrates. Okay. Okay. And I would hit 150 grams for a couple of days. And then I'd bring it down to hundred and down to 50 and then zero for a couple of days. And then I'd shoot it back up to 150. So that was explained to me, like it kept just when the fire, just when your metabolism is slowing down and ready to go, I need to go into energy saving mode. You just feed it again. Mm-hmm. And then when it says, okay, I know what to do with all these things. And you're kind of pulling a little bit of the wood out of the fire. And then it goes, wait a minute, I have to start being more efficient. I have to start tapping into muscle for energy. Then you feed it again. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so that was my carbohydrate cycle. And then my fat cycle kind of with that, but we, we played around with that a little bit too. And what I watched my fat grams, what I didn't get out of the meat, then I added with olive oil. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. When you, when you're going through this process, could you tell like from a, from a mental standpoint or from clarity or, or, you know, just your amount of focus, you know, where you were in that cycle, like, was there more focus, you know, maybe when you were on the loading phase and you had all the carbs and then, you know, it got more difficult down here, or, you know, was there not really much of a difference, would you say from that standpoint, wherever you are? You know what, I think the first time that I was going through I would say probably the first couple of weeks that I was going through my cycling, my carb cycling, and I'd mm-hmm. kind of be tailing off into my maybe 25 or zero gram days. It, it wasn't my mental clarity. I, I, that I felt like was good. I felt like I was on point with my mental clarity, mm-hmm. but where I felt a little more edgy and my husband would attest to this <laughs> is at the end of the night. I mean, when you are just running out of energy because I was on a set amount of calories Every day was the same amount of calories. The only thing that fluctuated was my, my carbohydrates and my fats. Mm-hmm. And, and so by the time eight o'clock rolls around at night, you are just tired. I mean, I've had my workout and, and I've been eating all this food and I, now I'm just spent and I want to go to bed. And then I, so I, I felt that there were a couple of times where my patience with my children wasn't where it needed to be. And my daughter, we live on a lake. And my daughter was maybe, she was four, maybe four and a half. And, and uh, she had to come in to go to, to, go to bed. Mm-hmm. And this was April. So the ice had just gone off the lake, not even completely. And so she is, her pants are rolled up and she's wading in the water mm-hmm. in, in front of the beach. And I'm like, Angela, Angela, you need to come in and go to bed. <laughs> and my husband was doing some yard work. And he's like, hey, how's that carb deplete working for you? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's doing that. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Uh, you, you made me think of something else there too with, with the cold. Did, do you ever do anything with any type of cold exposure or anything like that? Is that something that you've, that you've adopted at all? Yes, yes. Yeah. So what I do when I'm in Minnesota, I try to do like a 30 second blast of cold at the end of my shower. Mm-hmm. Here in Florida, Cold water is not cold water because it's coming out of the ground and the ground itself is pretty darn warm. So I can take a full shower with as cold as the water will go here in Florida. Yeah. 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 And I guess just explain what that does, uh, you know, for people that may not necessarily understand what that, that concept is. Oh, that it's such a great stress. It's called a hormetic stress. And so what that does is it will release these heat shock proteins It will take your brown fat and use that for energy. And with being the hormetic stress, it creates this resilience in your body and it makes your body stronger because it's this short blast of something that your body is able to quickly recover from. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it strengthens your body is what yeah. it does. Yeah. And and you mentioned the brown fat. What exactly, what is brown fat? Like, is that, is that any type of fat that would be stored in any one area or, you know, is that more energy? Like that's where energies goes it to? Is a, it is a more energy fat and babies have more of it. And as they grow, because babies need so much energy, as they grow, they use their brown fat. They have it on their chest and their back and 
And for adults, we have very little brown fat. And so ours is mostly, we have a little bit on our chest and some on our back. And, but that's what we use. Like when you shiver, that's where that energy is coming from, is from your, from your brown fat stores. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I can keep going on and on. I mean, this is such a fascinating, fascinating topic that, you know, always, always intrigues me and, and, you know, learning from other people that have, you know, adopted different, different techniques and all of that. So, so, so fascinating. Talk a little bit about what you do, how, how you, you know, what you do for people and how you help people. Okay. So my program is four pillars of health recovery, emotional energy, nutrition, and movement. And what I try and do is break these pillars down and make them so simple and help people incorporate simple habits into their life, Mm -hmm. simple habits that will give them long-term sustainable health. I don't do quick diet plans. I don't do crazy workout plans. Even though I put myself through my own workout plan, I've had years to get to that point. But there are a lot of people that I work with who have never put movement into their day. So we start really slow. We start with walking. I have a challenge group right now. So the first thing I had, I challenged them to do, and this is a building challenge. So it goes over four weeks. The first thing I challenged my group to do was to be in bed for seven hours, Uh, because that's, you know, that's something we can control. We can't control how much sleep we're getting in that seven hours because our body wakes up and goes through the different sleep stages but we can control the amount of time that we're in bed. So they have to be in bed for seven hours. And then the next thing that they add to their list, the next week, they keep doing the seven hours, but then this is the emotional energy week. So they need to do, it's called a seven, seven, seven. And I habit stack that with another habit that you currently do. When you brush your teeth in the morning, after you've done brushing your teeth or washing your face, you look in the mirror And you tell yourself seven things you forgive yourself for. And they can be things from recent or from your past. We carry a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. We need to forgive ourselves and we need to celebrate ourselves. So you need to also tell yourself seven things that you like about yourself, seven affirmations, and then seven things you are grateful for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the second week of the challenge. You hold on to those two pieces. And then in the third week, we incorporate more water because people do not drink enough water. They might drink their coffees and their teas and their energy drinks and their pop and all kinds of things, but they don't drink water and our body needs water. Mm -hmm. So the second challenge or the third piece of the challenge is increasing the amount of water you drink. And then the last week we incorporate movement. And again, for a lot of the people I work with, that means you need to walk for 10 minutes, whether it's five minutes after five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening or 10 minutes after a meal or whatever it is. Actually, studies show that when you can walk, when you go for a walk for 10 minutes after a meal, that does as much for making your muscles soak up uh, glucose, the energy, as using the drug metformin. Wow. Wow. So it's super powerful. A lot of the people that I work with are already on metformin. Yeah. So I say you can enhance the benefits of metformin if you go for a walk. Yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Real quick. I want to ask when you're going through your affirmations and, and telling yourself, you know, what you're, you know, what you appreciate or what you forgive yourself for, 
do you recommend doing that like in front of someone else? Right. No, so nope, no, nope, nope. so that's, that's because no, you, you are not going to be as real with yourself. If someone else is there, uh, you need to forgive yourself. You don't need yeah. to have anyone else forgive you. You already forgive enough people, but you don't forgive yourself. When yeah. was the last time you forgave yourself for something for that shame or that guilt or that regret that you're carrying around? When was the mm-hmm. last time you let it go? And it yeah. just builds on you. It, it weighs on your shoulders. And for a lot of people, we carry stress in our back and we carry stress in our hips. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when you can let go of that, and it doesn't happen overnight, but when you can let go of that and forgive yourself, you will notice the tension in your back, whether it's in your upper back or your lower back, mm-hmm. that will begin to release. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. I love that. And, and can you actually physically see you know, that like you might be more hunched over, you know, or whatever it is, you know, some people can. Yeah. 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 Some yeah. people definitely can, but I'll tell you where you can physically see that is in your eyes. Yeah. When you like who you are again, you shine so much brighter for the people around you. The second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. But so many people do not love themselves. Mm-hmm. How can we be good servants, good neighbors, not only to, to our external neighbors, our internal neighbors, your spouse, your children, you know, the other the people that are closest to you, how can you be a good neighbor to them when you don't love who you are? Yeah, couldn't agree more. I love that. that that's, that's so powerful to, to be able to think of, you know, serving others and, and carrying on whatever it is that you feel is important you know, live that through in your own life first. And then, you know, you're going to be able to project that into other people. And, and, you know, other people are going to look up to you for that then too, because they know that that's the way that you lead your life. And that's, you know, that's what you're projecting. So I'm going to follow, follow that advice. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Jane, this has been fantastic. If people want to learn more about you, your, your, your services, what would be the best way to, to reach out and get in touch? The best way to get in touch with me is on my website. And that is www.the4-pillarshealth.com. They can go there. They can check me out. I do have a thing where, you know what? I'm tough love. If you're not mm-hmm. motivated and you're not into tough love, then maybe I'm not the right person to work with. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to meet people and, and help you on your journey. I do have a PDF that people can download, and it's for Lifestyle Hacks to Better Health without adding more to your to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then they can also go on there and they can take my my four pillars survey. And it's 16 questions that help me get a good idea of what pillar we need to start with. Because I think that's one of the other things that people get overwhelmed with is you want to be healthy, but you don't know where to start. And then health can be very confusing. So if we break it down into the four pillars and I say, oh my gosh, you know what, we need to start with this pillar. It's the low hanging fruit. You're going to gain successes here. And just by tweaking a few things in this pillar, you're going to see some positive changes in the other ones. I mean, that, that to me is a, um, a great first step for somebody that's looking to wrap their arms around being healthier, mm-hmm. but not knowing where to start. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I guess that would be another qu- uh, quick closing question too, is what, who are the types of people that you would say you serve the best? I mean, is it somebody who, you know, might be, you know, 200 pounds overweight, or is it someone who's, you know, maybe has, you know, a little bit of, of dexterity and they, they, you know, just kind of fallen behind and, and, you know, they're, they're looking to be able to, 
you know, get back in shape? Or is it all of the above? Is it, is it you know pretty well what, everything? Man? It is all of the above. I just had a mini retreat at my home for a few clients. And they are uh, women that, that already move, that already feel like they're eating healthy. But we were able to brainstorm and bring other health ideas to them and other movement ideas, and especially the emotional energy piece, because a lot of people don't realize that the stresses that we go through every, every day, they account for a lot of our allostatic load. We have a stress bucket. And all of our physical and mental and emotional stress gets put in this bucket. And if you don't pull the plug on it every once in a while, or you don't know how to, then that bucket overflows. And yeah. that's when we have illness. So helping them understand, yeah, your eating habits are good, but boy, you could tweak this or tweak that. And then I show them how to do it. And I show them how to meal prep and, you know, get into some really fun things and go for some walks and how to put strength training into your, your daily routine. It just, but then on the flip side, I've also worked with someone that had colitis. Okay. okay. And they had had colitis diagnosed for 10 years. And they, they wanted my help. And we went in, I had them get another colonoscopy because they hadn't had one mm -hmm. and for quite a while. And that doctor gave the report said, yeah, you know what? You don't have polyps and you don't have... You don't have cancer, but you do have a lot of inflammation. And so we're thinking, great, let's, let's look at our next steps now to health. And then that doctor called my client back and said, you know, you've got so much inflammation. I think we should just cut your colon out. Oh, so wow. I went with my client to that doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. And that doctor talked so flippantly about that, like, mm -hmm. like they were going in for a haircut. Yeah, right. So we walked out of that appointment and together my client and I, we found a functional medicine doctor that listened and said, well, you know what? We've got to get to the bottom. Colitis is an autoimmune disease. Yeah. So we've exactly. got to get to the bottom of why your body is attacking your body. Mm -hmm. Well, for my client, it turned out that they were toxic and heavy metals, and that was not allowing the gut bacteria to adhere to their gut. So mm -hmm. while they had a lot of bacteria, it was just one kind. So it wasn't giving them the digestion that they needed. Yeah. So uh, that was in 2016. I worked with that client. Today, he still has his colon. Yeah. He eats a variety of foods. He's yeah. gained weight. He's healthy. He's happy. And uh, gosh, and I would just love to take him back to that doctor and say, This is what you were, you, you know, this yeah. is what you would have missed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. I have helped people along the whole spectrum. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And actually my sister has uh, Crohn's and I've, I've tried to, she, she actually managed it for a good number of years through, you know, we'll call them holistic doctors, you know, doing minerals and, and that kind of thing. And then she actually, they, she had a flare up, this is probably 10 years ago now or so she had a flare up and she did have some of her intestines removed and had the clotomy bag, clostomy bag, whatever that's called. Yep. And, uh, you know, just she she's better today, but she still has flare ups every now and then. Yeah. And love to be able to get her into, you know, something that gets her off of medication because she's on right. all kinds of medication, too, at this point. Yeah, and so this client, this client, I mean, that what he did not want to take medication. He didn't want to take the steroids that they offered. Yeah. And so he he doesn't take any of that. He does take a, a pretty heavy probiotic right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. but that's really the only medication that he takes. Yeah. That, so, that, that's great. That's great. 
yeah, we'll have to we'll have to chat more about that. But uh, yeah, yeah, but Jane, no, this is this is fantastic. I I know you're going to help a, a lot of people, and thank you for the time on the show here today. This, like I said, I can talk hours and hours and hours about all this stuff. It's it's so I interesting. Love this stuff. So, yeah. yeah, love it, love it. Again, thank you for the time. You are welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for the invitation to be on your show. Thanks for listening, and remember, pass the secret sauce.